We're back with more Reset. I'm your host, Sasha Ann Simons. Twice a month, we bring you our series, What's That Building? Taking you through Chicago history by way of the pavilions and temples and sky rises and other structures that you've passed on your drive or your walk and thought, what is that building? Today, we head 50 miles southwest of the city to Plano, Illinois. That's where you'll find the Edith Barnsworth House, a one-room weekend haven with a ton of style. Joining me now to tell us more is Reset's architecture sleuth, Dennis Rockin. Hey, Dennis. Hi, Sasha. How are you? I'm doing well, Dennis. Let's start with the name behind that house. Who was Edith Farnsworth? She is such a remarkable woman. The The story of her is evolving, um, but she was born in 1903 to a very wealthy family on Astor Street. Uh, they had lumber fortunes and paper fortunes behind them. So you would expect her to become this sort of woman of privilege. But she studies languages. She studies classical music. She goes to the University of Chicago. She ends up as a physician, a kidney specialist, a nephrologist at uh, Northwestern. I'm sorry, at uh Passivant Hospital, which is now part of Northwestern. Mm -hmm. um, when she got her medical degree in 1938, this is a woman getting a medical degree in 1948. The right. Tribune actually wrote about her and one other woman because it was such a rare concept. She was a self-described proto-feminist at the time. Is that right? Uh, I don't think she described herself as a proto-feminist. That term comes from Scott Mahaffey, the person, the man who's in, who's uh, the director of the site where her house is now. But I see. she certainly was. She traveled. She um, she was, according to Scott Mahaffey's research and the research of other people, she was single by choice. Um, she had so much going on. She's traveling to Italy. She's commissioning this very important piece of architecture. She's practicing medicine. She's running a kidney lab. And Scott Mahaffey told me she also, in her uh, diaries, you learn that in her volunteer time, again, she's this very, she comes from privilege. She's helping uh, midwife babies in the slums of Chicago. She describes delivering babies on dirty kitchen floors. Um, she's just everywhere. But, uh, but I don't think she used the term proto-feminist. Gotcha. Well, let's talk about that house. In the mid-1940s is when she commissioned famed architect Ludwig Mies van der Rohe uh, to build this weekend getaway, essentially. Tell us about it. It is such a sublime place for people who haven't been but have only seen photos. They know that it's it's a glass box. It's a it's four walls of glass with ceiling and floor of steel and the floor and ceiling sort of extend out to create a porch which steps out to another steps down to another porch. All that you know from looking at photos or studying Mies van der Rohe and looking at photos. But when you go there and you see that it, it stands up essentially on stilts above uh, its surroundings because it's in a floodplain, and, and many people know it has famously flooded several times. But the river is just outside the windows. The Fox River is just outside the windows. The other side of the river is a state park. So all around this glass box is nature. So you're essentially in your own very beautiful, subtle container with nature all around you. And it's a classic example of a Mies building, right? When you talk about really the stilts. Is. It, yeah, it's sort of the horizontal version of the Mies apartment buildings that people know on, Lake, on, on Lakeshore Drive. Uh, it's, it's glass and steel. It's, it's a very simplified building. But it looks like a sort of like a classical pavilion because 
the first time you walk up on it, I've been several times, but the first time you walk up on it, you feel as if you're sort of approaching a temple, a very simple, very modern temple, mm. because it's got these steps. Um, it, 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 uh, it, many people know the glass house that Philip Johnson built on the East Coast, which is a glass box and a very simple sort of a place. This has a, a little bit more of a spiritual dimension because it sits up or floats over its landscape. And so you really sort of have to work your way in by rising up to its level. And what was on the property before she bought this uh, house? Uh, a model farm, Colonel McCormick, uh, who owned the Chicago Tribune in for the early part of the 20th century, for several decades in the 20th century, hoped during World War II, during the Depression and World War II, to teach farmers model farm methods. And he had quite a bit of acreage there along the Fox River in Plano. He also had an estate that some people know in, in Wheaton called Cantini. And that was more sort of for show and fanciness. But the real work of farming mm. was done down in Plano. You mentioned earlier that uh, the story of Edith Farnsworth, that's still evolving, you said. And I think in large part, Dennis, it has to do with the client-architect relationship uh, between Farnsworth and, and Mies. Talk to us about what happened during construction of the house, because there's a lot there. Yeah, there is. There's a lot there. Uh, it's the subject of a movie that uh, is coming out sometime soon. It's been the subject of several books. The So once again, she's a woman in a man's profession, be, being a physician. She's also commissioning a piece of architecture, which generally uh, was a man's pursuit. So, But she... Uh, pulls in one of the greatest architects in the world. Mies van der Rohe at the time hadn't really built a lot in this country yet. He's got the apartment buildings going up on Lakeshore Drive, but he's not yet the sort of grand person we know now who, who transforms modern architecture. His buildings are either built or duplicated all around the world. He's still trying to sort of make a name for himself in this country. And she says, come build a summer house for me. Or, or I should say a weekend house for me out on the Fox River. And um, again, she's single. He's an egotist. Mm -hmm. the, stories, the stories that developed over the years are that she was this sad, sorry spinster in love with him. There's a line about how if she got a piece of architecture from him, she'd also get the architect. Mm -hmm. um, she And then they end up in court over cost overruns and Time magazine writes about it, and there it just she she really comes across as the villain. She comes across as yeah. this mean, controlling, snippy, um, probably sexually frustrated woman who is trying to call this famous architect to heal. Yeah, that's how it looked back then. Oh boy, yeah, and it seemed like the <laughs> tension the tension between the two never really subsided. I was reading how you know Mies stopped talking to her, and you know the. They just parted ways. So uh, that's, yeah, that's unfortunate. But uh, she sold the house about two decades later after it was built eventually in, in 1951. What did she do after that? Oh, she just goes to Italy and writes poetry and music and oh, lives of course. in a villa, which you and I plan to do after our retirement. Absolutely. So. <laughs> um, she sold, so she sells the house. Yes, there was tension with me's. They stopped speaking to each other. She has said in the national press that 
his buildings are too control his buildings and he are too controlling um it wasn't exactly what she had hoped for the these are the things she said as she sort of is leaving the house behind and moving to italy um she sold it in the 1970s and moved to italy sold it to a man named uh lord peter palumbo who was a uh, a real estate tycoon in England mm-hmm. who ended up sort of collecting these famous houses in this country. He buys the Farnsworth house apparently because he was a fan of Mies um, and he bought a Frank Lloyd Wright house and they kept, his family kept it for a few decades. I see. Um, and it was once known as the Farnsworth house, Dennis, but only recently became the Edith Farnsworth house. Talk about the name change. And well, why. I, that I think is really interesting. So again, they thought she was thought of as this frustrated spinster, that sort of thing. Well, you know, we look at things a little bit differently in the current era, and there's no evidence, according to current research, that they were uh, romantically involved, that she was in love with him and frustrated. None of that. There's more evidence that she was she had as big an intellect as his, and she wanted the house done a certain way. Mm-hmm. So over time, the story has evolved, and it's sort of um, that evolution is reflected in the fact that in November, the name of the house, the, the house is now owned by the National Trust. And so it actually has an official name. Okay. And the name of the house got changed from Farnsworth House to Edith Farnsworth House, which is a very simple way to sort of elevate the fact that this was a house built by a woman. This was her house. Um, yeah. 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 We think of it as a Mies building, but it was the Edith Farnsworth House. Can folks visit the house these days and, and take a tour maybe? Yes, there's a tour schedule. It's a wonderful place to visit. The um, Scott Mahaffey, the person I just mentioned, has sort of rewritten the tour script so that you really you get a feeling for, for really what happened there over the years, what how hard she worked to preserve the natural setting around it by uh, preventing construction of a bridge, which she was not able to prevent construction of. Um, you start at a, a visitor center and walk down through the woods mm-hmm. to the house. So you really sort of feel that natural setting I was talking about. You walk down along the banks of the Fox River to her house, and then you go in and uh, there are furnishings that were hers mm-hmm. and books. It's really interesting to sort of sit and see her books on the tables and think, she's out here on the weekend after... Yeah. Her practicing medicine, just reading and looking out at the river. That's Crane, Chicago business, residential real estate reporter, Dennis Rodkin. If you've got a building that you want Dennis to investigate, leave us a voicemail at 888-915-9945. Don't forget to include the details. Thank you, Dennis. Thanks, Sasha. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.